Hello, Sold viewers. Big Ronnie here with another Sold Stay-at-Home series interview. This is the series where we go behind the scenes into an artist's home, into their studio, showing you how they're dealing with all this pandemic, uh, lock-in, corona, BS. Uh, so hopefully show you that they are thriving, they are working, they are painting. Um, can't wait to talk to today's guest. Got him standing by. Uh, super excited to speak to him. Uh, to support us in the future, please take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash sold magazine. And also, uh, please visit artist online shops. Take a look at their websites. Take a look at their, uh, their Instagrams. Pick up something small. Pick up some stickers. Pick up a small canvas. If you can afford it, pick up, uh, 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 you know, uh, inquire about a commission. Uh, in most cases, artists are happy to do it. Don't try reaching out to some people. They don't like commissions. Don't talk to Findex, stuff like that. Silly guy. <laughs> Love them. Uh, but today is Sunday, May 10, 2020. Today is Mother's Day. And uh, we're going to bring to you a nice interview with a mother right now. And here is Mr. June. Mr. June, how are you, brother? Hi, Ron. Good to see I'm, you. I meant a brother, not a mother. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi. So, where, are you, where are you coming to us from? Um, I'm now in Rotterdam. I'm sitting in my studio. I've got a little studio uh, uh, on top of my house. And it's in Rotterdam, in the Netherlands. Now, how is the Netherlands dealing with lockdown? Are you out and about much? Are you sequestered? What is it like over there? It was like for, uh, till a week ago, it was quite uh, strict. Like, you know, you cannot hang outside with more than three people. And if you go shopping, you have to like, I think is it, yeah, we do meters. So one and a half meter. Uh, so it's like five, five foot uh, from each other, you know, or wear a mask or whatever. So people were definitely afraid and, and, and like kind of cautious. But now I think the last... Yeah, last week, the all in a lot of countries in Europe, by the way, all the, the, the strict rules are loosened up and now things are more possible. And even they're speaking of the, the, the pubs go open again and the barbershop is open again. So it's getting better here. Uh, let's say that. Yeah. Finally. Now, obviously, you would hope that it's going to continue to get better. But do you think that the, the, the way the trend is going, that you were going to see less illnesses and more things opening up as it goes or, or hopefully not will we see some kind of resurgence or flare-ups or things like that yeah it, it's it's i think it's a good thing you know that people are getting uh, less less afraid and, and loosen up but there's always a uh, discussion now is the uh, the 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 risk for the, the second wave you know you see it in a lot of countries where they did already like loosen up and then a second wave of, of the virus came much harder than the first first time so that's the thing but here i, I think people are really cautious about that fact so you know but i i believe in the good things you know like, like it's gonna be good and it's gonna be better like sooner as we think yeah let's say that now, and to be honest, normal, is your normal process one that keeps you indoors 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day normally for painting? Or is this something that's a little different for you? It's quite different 
to be for me because to be honest i think like 80 percent of my my business what i do is is painting murals is is going outside and and travel uh for the most the most uh, projects i do is they are in the states and uh so all those projects, uh, the, the, the paintings of the murals, they all got cancelled, of course. So it definitely changed the the, the way I uh, I'm working now. And um, and to be honest, I had a, a quite a severe injury uh, last year, and I fell down from a ladder while I was painting and, and broke my leg quite severe, and my ankle was completely shattered. So I was in a wheelchair for almost eight months and I had to walk, I had to learn to walk again. And, and that. so, so to be inside and to do nothing and just like the, the lockdown, what people are feeling now, I, I did it already for more than a year. So I'm, I'm a veteran. So, um, but it, it didn't get me down or whatever. It just, just gave me the opportunity to maintain my focus more on my uh, on my canvas works so that's what i'm i'm sitting now in front of a few uh more like serious canvas works because normally i i never had the time to do like proper proper art or to do canvas works because i was always uh outside painting murals and i think a lot of people don't understand the physical toll that painting a mural takes and and you know it's one thing if you're not injuring yourself like you did but just on a normal day going up and down the ladder for eight hours yeah. is is it's quite tough. the physical toll and people really yeah, don't understand that all the bending the stretching uh yeah. and limited mobility is a is a real tough uh it's a, it's it's a it's a tough sell out there it is, yeah. A lot of people think that, yeah, you've got the, the you know, the, the life uh, everyone wants and you see the beautiful things and you meet like amazing people and that's all true. But when you have a job or like a big mural to do, it, it's, it's kind of a hard, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty hard job to do physically because normally I think a lot of us guys, we work like 10, maybe sometimes 12 hours a day climbing up uh, ladders or climbing up lifts and, and you stand up with your hand like the whole day on up. So my, my right arm is quite strong. And it, what you say, yeah, it's, it's quite a physical thing. And, um, but yeah. when you do it, when you do it a lot, you get trained and you get used to it. So, you know, you mentioned earlier, uh, I'm a veteran. I've been around, uh, you know, it's not your first rodeo and stuff like that, but, you you got your start in '85 with graffiti, and so in your in your 35 years of painting, this is this is really the first time, outside of socioeconomic stand, you know things where people can't afford paint or something like that. But this is really the first time that you you can't really go out there and do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, because of the, the, the virus now, and I had the, the situation like last year because of my injury. But indeed, it was the first time you you get like, yeah, from a, I think from a, a power above, and uh, to say uh, that you you can do what you love to do. So yeah, but I I always I always um, 
I'm sure of the, the like a lot of artists, we all are creative minds. And I th really think that the creative mind is a mind who can solve problems. That I think that's what we do. We solve problems. So even now, I think a lot of artists, if they cannot do what they used to do, they, 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 they're going to solve it because you have a creative mind and you have the ability to solve those problems. And my, my biggest fear is not to be able to do what I want to do. Doesn't matter. The medium doesn't matter. If, if you know, if you cannot walk again, yeah, you can, you can paint like uh, canvases or whatever, you know, but just, you have to, yeah, you have to create and it doesn't matter who or what says you cannot do that is always a solution. You know, we, we've heard artists say that in, in, in tough times come great art. Do you think that this is one of those times as well? I think for a lot of artists, uh, definitely, yeah. Uh, but when I have to reflect it on my situation now, not so much because, yeah, you have to know, when I, I used to paint also canvases but that was not like what i do now but i like 20 years ago i used to paint canvases but they all were like more uh, i painted those uh, out of my emotion and that was the i think the best pieces i did at that that, that time there were pieces when i felt like yeah or sad or not not really happy or i didn't feel like really yeah, really like the, the the center in myself. So at those times I painted, I think the most beautiful paintings. But for the last um, almost eight years, I do really my, my graphic style, my really abstract styles. I don't paint them uh, out of my emotions. For me, it's just, um, I'm just studying one shape and that's just all the paintings I make. I don't have an emotional bonding with them. They are just little chapters of my study. But definitely, I think a lot of artists, yeah, it's like uh, in nature also, when you, when you put a lion in a corner, he can jump like, uh, they, they jump in, in, in weird directions and they do crazy things. And that can be a positive thing also, you know, like, yeah, I'm used to like, I, I had a, for the last few years, um, I had a lot of, quite of shitty things happen to me, <clears throat> but I think it doesn't get me like, uh, um, get me down or whatever, you know, I'm just, I don't know why, because, because I'm, Maybe I'm a thinker, but also I'm like a, almost like a Buddhist, you know, there's always, I can really focus on, on the, on the beautiful things and on the positive things in everything what happened to, to us. For example, it's Mother's Day today. And it's, I think, I don't believe in coincidence, but my mom died two, just exactly two years ago, but it's not a sad thing for me. You know, it's just, a step in your life and and I always try to pick up the good things uh, of that and that's how you learn and that's how you grow and that's how you 
can develop also your your creative uh, thoughts and, and movements. Now, like like a lot of people that uh, worked in the '80s, your your love for graffiti was partially out of your love for hip hop. Yeah. Why don't you tell yeah. us a little bit about that and your 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 b boy career? Yeah. Yeah, it was not really a career, but with the, I was, I think, 12, 13 years, something like that. We were with a few friends of mine. We were totally into, into the hip-hop. I remember we, we were going uh, once a week, we were going to a bigger city. I grew up in the south of Holland, in a small city. And once a week, we go to a bigger city by train to go to a, what we knew at that time. Uh, a record store who had like a lot of hip hop records, and we we bought of the the money we uh, how do you say we saved. We bought like the the first uh, hip hop albums, and we listened them uh, like uh, like crazy. But th- those were the in Holland. There was the first the first line of hip hop. There was like yeah, uh, you know the KOS One, BDP. Uh, the LL Cool J uh, at, at those times, the, the first, uh, and from uh, from that, from listening to the hip hop, there came the the b boying, break dancing uh, we did, and just on a on a carton box on the streets, and from there we discovered some parties, and we went to parties and to had a, you know, like back in the days you had in the, I'm saying a discotheque, and then like. Normally around 10, 11 o'clock, there was a big circle in the middle. How do you see on from the movies? And then you knew the other crew were there, and then you you, you had to battle, and then uh, one-on-one, and, uh, and breakdancing. And, and a few years later, we discovered, I think through the first, one of the first graffiti movies, uh, uh, we had a, a little copy on a v- VHS, uh, and there was a video, and I think it was Wild Style or Breakdance or whatever. We we saw them for the the, the breakdance for the moves, just to learn how to, you know, and to bite the new moves. And then, if me and a friend of mine, we discovered the graffiti for the first time. There was in my city at that time in the, in the whole neighborhood. There was no graffiti at all. It was like unknown. And that was, I think that we made a click of, um, hey, that, that's uh, like one of the elements of hip hop. We really digged and we really loved it. And we tried uh, all the, we made stills of the video and then we, we tried to draw them over. And, uh, and from there on, I think uh, we picked it up and uh, and just, yeah, I think just to do a lot, you learn it, and then, and maybe yeah, yeah, you probably know it. And back in the time, you didn't have like internet or mobiles or whatever, just to do discover a lot of yourself. Um, so that was the the graffiti. I still love to do graffiti though. The whole the whole uh, culture and the the lettering. It's still like one of the elements I really love to do. But to be honest, I didn't do, I started um, in 91, like the, the, the Academy of Arts in Utrecht in a big city. 
And I think from 92 till 2004, something like that, I didn't do anything where, with, with spray paint or with graffiti. I just lost it or I just picked it up years later. So I had a little, there's a little gap. I always, when I hear people say, yeah, you, you're painting already like uh, almost 35 years. I say, yeah, well, that's not the truth, <laughs> but okay, yeah. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the work that we see behind you there. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in, in our research, we, we read how you described the hexagon as the perfect shape. What exactly. makes you say that? Um, yeah, the first step, I, to be honest, I was um, between 1999 and 2009, I had a graphic design studio. I was a graphic designer. And after that, and I think in 2010, I really uh, started to do more paintings and more graffiti, like proper again, because of the fact that I didn't have so much uh, um, clients anymore in my graphic design. So I really wanted to start something where I can dive into. And I think because I was so, um, so used to have like assignments with clients and every client has a few uh, guidelines or, you know, they, they want something, but it has to be like a poster or whatever. And, and I, I always said to clients, okay, but did you, think about the medium why do you want a website or why do you want a poster so with those restrictions i always felt it like um a challenge to to put my uh, creativity in it and i think when i started to do uh, fine arts or also the the murals i'm doing now i think i put myself into a quite a narrow space with a, quite a lot of restrictions just to challenge myself. Um, and I came up, I just wanted to focus on a shape. I, yeah, to be honest, my biggest, I think my biggest goal is to, uh, to come up with a new shape. That's what I uh, said also in a, in a conversation last week, so he asked me, like, what's your, what's your goal? Like, what, what would you try to achieve? And I think it would be, would be super cool to, to uh, inf how do you say, to, excuse me for my language, because English. Create, invent. Invent, exactly. Invent, like a new shape. Let's say I, I made a shape what never existed before. No one's seen it before. That That's like, it's not possible, I think now, but yeah, you, you know, you, you never know. So with that kind of mindset, I really was trying for, okay, let's see what's, for me, what's the perfect shape? What's like the perfect shape in nature or in physics or in and then i read a lot about the the fibonacci uh, series i don't know if you you know the yes. fibonacci you know the golden things and there were a lot of numbers and it's all like connected with 
things in nature with the flowers with the things in motion with the with animals and also with the stars and it's endless so with that study is a, a whole like almost mathematics sum i came up with the hexagon and that's what i'm i've been painting for the last years i always paint hexagons and that's for me like a quite narrow they all like um uh like straight canvases but it's all the shape the main shape is all a hexagon and that's just for me like to play around with those restrictions and to see what i can do with that and the funny thing is all my murals maybe if you know my work it's all like quite abstract and straight but if you analyze all my murals it's all like with the same with this angle and this angle and it's all cut and paste from all the paintings from the hexagons do you so, think that coming from the wide open do whatever you want world of graffiti makes that type of restricted painting style more interesting to you for me absolutely yeah absolutely um it, it's a it's a strange combination of um i came up with a point that i did like uh i did a little bit of fine arts i still did graffiti and i had my graphic design but i felt there was a moment i felt that i had to choose just to go for one uh for one direction because otherwise there were three different islands and the graffiti was just like still for the fun and the experiment and the fine arts were just getting more more abstract but not sure what i'm doing with that and i found out in my graphic design when i uh, years later i i uh, i viewed back what i did for the, the past 10 years uh, I I realized that I already had a quite a severe, or quite a um, like a, a handwriting, a style, also in my graphic design. So at, at one point, I really decided I just want to do one thing, and then I decided, from okay, let's combine all those the three things: the graffiti, the graphic design, and my fine arts. And then I came up and hey. But what I did for all those years, also in graphic design, there were already, when you see my old graphic design stuff, I think it's all unconscious, but it was already in my system. There was al already like a lot of hexagons and a lot of work. All my graphic works was all, also like, you know, like one color and shapes with, with the shading and with the, so this, all these comes from, my graphic design in combination with my graffiti because also back in the days i think in graffiti i was one of the first who didn't do any outlines anymore even in the 90s i did like pieces with letters but with no outlines outlines because i th i thought like yeah well the the, the color and the 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 color combinations with dark dark light uh, and next to each other they they already worked and you didn't, I thought I didn't have to do the lines uh, on top of it. But there was at that time in the graffiti scene, there was 
there was no graffiti anymore. So people didn't know how to, how to react on that. So I think based on all those little things, for me, it's just, yeah, it, it feels like nature. This is what, I, there was no, no like plan or like, oh, I have to do something like this and that. It, it developed like quite naturally, I think, yeah. What was the first tag you wrote? June. It was, yeah, it was, it's really true. The first tag was J-U-N-E. And to be honest, uh, for those first years, I didn't know it was the month of June in English because I'm Dutch. And the word June was just like, it sounded, it sounded cool. And it was for me like in that time, you can ride really quickly. So you can be on the streets like in one movement and was, yeah, it, it flowed really uh, nice. And it came out like years later, that was in, in English, like the month of June. So I always had that, that name, uh, June. When did you add the mister? And is that more popular overseas yeah. than over here? No, the mister came, to be honest, I, I love to say because of my age, you know, I'm almost 50, 50. I'm 48 now. So, you know, it's more serious, but that's not the truth. It came... I, uh, to be honest, I started quite late with uh, the, the whole Instagram, uh, the whole thing. And I discovered when, with the whole hashtag uh, communication, when I did a, like a hashtag June, you come, it was like millions of the month, June. So I had to figure out from, hey, how can I um, make a, how do you say, make a difference between just hashtag for the month June and then I came up with Mr. But then once in a while I get some uh, some emails or pictures sent it from friends of mine when you google Mr. June you probably see my work but after that you see also a lot of like uh, good fireman calendars, naked, naked, <laughs> naked police officers and stuff like that Exactly dogs, <laughs> I've got a whole selection of them <laughs> Yeah all right, one more question before you, before you, before we let you go. What, what do you hope is going to be changed in the world or in the scene after this whole pandemic thing happens? And what, what, what could the 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 art scene do to help? What can the art scene help? Um, I I really hope that. Uh, The thing, the thing with with the, the situation now, there is there, there is gonna be like a a, a financial uh, crisis. It's 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 knocking on the doors now. He, he's coming, and I I'm afraid he's coming like quite severe. And we and I felt it like really on a hard way, like in 2008, with also the, the financial crisis. Um, when people are, you know, scared of to scared to to move around with money and don't have any money anymore. And and, and how do you say like in in financial crisis, also with businesses, the first, 
the first thing where they're gonna uh, skip in to to save some money is is in arts because at that time arts is is a um, is a luxury you know it's not a primal thing anymore so i'm afraid we're gonna we're gonna feel that even more than we're feeling now but yeah let's let's hope i'm um I'm wrong, but probably that's gonna be the the situation because of you know uh, making things more beautiful. It's not a primer. Uh, uh, how do you say? Um, next to food or or a, a roof uh, above your head. It's like art is in like secondary, maybe third in third or, or fourth. Uh, well, as being someone that survived the 2008 financial crisis as a as a working artist at the time, mm -hmm. what what tips do you have for younger artists going through this today? Yeah, yeah. Just don't don't be afraid to be flexible. You know, don't try to stuck on what you do or what you what you like uh, used to do or where you feel comfortable in. Uh, I think every creative mind can all can always uh, solve their problems, but don't be afraid to 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 step into a you know like a new era. Or and I I really be um uh, I'd say to to be honest, I think even in in like a five year time, you have to change your your medium or your you know otherwise you're you're stuck in in to doing tricks and i think when you're in a mannerism i don't know if that's english mannerism mannerism is the, the 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 way of doing your work but then only using tricks and if you're getting there you're no then it's it's over i think for a creative mind so a creative mind has to to evolve, you have to challenge yourself once in a while. So don't be afraid to dive into a, a, a new uh, alley. Well, I think that's great advice. Um, you know, we're always interested to hear how people around the world are going through this. You know, every artist is, is struggling in their own way, but we're all together if, if we can communicate about it. You know, I, re I really appreciate your time to, today, Mr. June. Uh, that was a fast okay. half hour as they usually go and when, when uh, you're having a good conversation. Uh, but before I let you go, please let our viewers know where they can find you online, your your website and Instagram. Yeah, my website is mrjune.com. It's M-R-J-U-N-E.com. And my Instagram is, yeah, because I, it's David June Loof. Can you see it? Yes. And I talked, so now we can't see it. But Mr. June, <laughs> thank you very much for your time. That was a nice thank chat. You, I look forward to meeting you in purpose in uh, yeah. in person. And yeah, uh, you know, please keep please keep working. Keep uh, doing what you're doing. We we uh, we look forward to see what's coming next. Yeah. You too. Same to you. Have a great and day. Thank you, Ron.